I'm Maria Titizian. And I'm Rubina Margosian and welcome to the Week in Review for the week of May 20. In the news. The leaders of Armenia and Azerbaijan to meet in Brussels next week with European Council President Charles Michel. While in Moscow participating in a meeting of CSTO leaders, Armenia's Prime Minister calls out the rapid reaction mechanisms of the organization after Azerbaijani forces invaded sovereign Armenian territory last year. And opposition protests and acts of civil disobedience continue for the third week in a row in Yerevan. Armenia's Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan, Azerbaijan's President Ilham Aliyev, and the President of the European Council, Charles Michel, are expected to meet again next week in Brussels. A similar trilateral meeting was also held on April 6, during which it was decided that Armenia and Azerbaijan would set up a commission for the demarcation of the Armenian Azerbaijani border. The first meeting of that commission was supposed to take place on May 1617. This was announced by Foreign Minister Arat Mirzoyan in Dushanbe during a meeting with his Russian counterpart Sergei Lavrov. However, the meeting did not take place. Armenia's Secretary of the Security Council, Armin Grigorian, told reporters after um, the government session yesterday that the meeting did not take place because of, quote, unspecified technicalities between Armenia and Azerbaijan, adding that the Armenian side is hopeful that the issues will be settled soon and a meeting of the Border Commission will take place. According to Grigorian, the technicalities concern the general agenda of the talks, which was formed after last year's trilateral meetings in Sochi between Putin, Pashinyan, and Aliyev, and Brussels uh, between Charles Michel Pashinyan and Aliyev. In this regard, Azerbaijan's president Ilham Aliyev said on May 18 that two, the two border commission meetings have been cancelled by Armenia, accusing Armenia of being irresponsible. Aliyev also announced that Armenia suggested holding the first meeting on the demarcation issue then cancelled it at the very last minute on April 29, adding that Armenia also rejected Baku's offer to hold the meeting between May 7 and 11. In response, Armenia's foreign ministry spokesperson Van Hunanyan said yesterday that the Armenian side remains committed to the implementation of the agreements. According to Hunanyan, Yerevan has not cancelled or rejected any meeting within the framework of the agreements reached between the leaders of the two countries in Sochi and Brussels. The Armenian side continues to be ready to launch the work of the commissions. This week, Prime Minister Pashinyan was in Moscow to participate in the meeting of the CSTO leaders. During the meeting, Pashinyan called out the rapid reaction mechanisms of the organization, which he noted is a very important issue for Armenia because last year at this time, after Azerbaijani troops invaded the sovereign territory of Armenia, Yerevan applied to CSTO to launch the mechanisms envisaged by the organization's crisis situation response procedures. According to Pashinyan, that document was approved by the Collective Security Council, but the organization did not react in a way that Armenia expected. Pashinyan also raised the issue of selling arms by CSTO member states to countries not friendly to Armenia, which are then used against Armenia and the Armenian people. The Prime Minister also noted that the reaction of the CSTO member states during the 44-day war in 2020 and also after the war was not very encouraging for Armenia and the Armenian people. While in Moscow, Pashinyan also had a private conversation with Russia's president, uh, Vladimir Putin, before the closed-door meeting. He expressed hope that issues related to regional security, stability, the settlement of the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict, as well as the important role of the OSCE Minsk Group will be discussed during the meeting. Uh, no further details were made public about that meeting. The session of the Council of the CSTO Parliamentary Assembly will be held in Yerevan on June 6th. 
This week, Armenia's Foreign Minister Alat Mirzoyan was in Brussels for the fourth session of the Armenia-EU Partnership Council, which was held for the first time after the Comprehensive and Enhanced Partnership Agreement, this is SIPA, entered into force on March 1 of last year. The Partnership Council was chaired by Mirzoyan, and the EU delegation was led by the High Representative and Vice President of the European Commission, Joseph Borrell. According to a statement issued by Armenia's foreign ministry, the Partnership Council reviewed the implementation of SIPA, which covers a wide range of cooperation sectors in political, economic and trade areas, and welcomed the progress achieved. The EU welcomed Armenia's commitment to the implementation of SIPA, commended the reforms undertaken, and encouraged the government to pursue its reform agenda, which the EU fully supports. Armenia's visa liberalization dialogue with the EU was also discussed during the Council. The EU noted that the visa facilitation and readmission agreements have been implemented well and invited Armenia to sustain its efforts. Before the Partnership Council meeting, Arat Mirzoyan and Joseph Borel held a private conversation during which they discussed Armenia-EU relations and international issues of mutual interest. Prior to the council meeting, Mirzoyan spoke to reporters about the Armenian-Azerbaijani normalization process and said that Yerevan has not yet received a reaction from Azerbaijan to the six points presented by Yerevan, adding that nevertheless efforts are being made in order to make the negotiations itself possible. Uh, Armenia's foreign minister stressed Yerevan's readiness and commitment to have peace and stability in the region, adding that in order to achieve peace, both parties must participate. And speaking about the cancelled border commission meeting, Mirzoyan stated that they will continue to organize it, adding that there are some technicalities to be agreed upon uh, by the sides. He expressed hope that the meeting will be held in the upcoming days and weeks. Currently, Arat Mirzoyan is in Turin participating in the 132nd ministerial session of the Council of Europe. And again, regarding Armenian-Azerbaijani talks, last weekend, Ambassador-at-Large Edmond Marukyan revealed the six-point proposal that Armenia had presented to Azerbaijan as a response to their five-point proposal for starting negotiations on a peace treaty. And I just want to um, you know, mention each one. So the first point of the Armenian proposal notes that Armenia is responding to Baku's proposal. The second point states that Armenia never had and nor does it have any territorial claims from Azerbaijan. The third point refers to the final status of Artsakh. In the fourth point, Armenia highlights the importance of implementing the post-war trilateral agreements and statements. Uh, again, we keep repeating this, but this goes back to November 9, 2020, January 11, and November 26 of 2021. In particular, the return of all uh, POWs and detained persons and the opening of regional communications. The fifth point states that Armenia is ready to start talks with Azerbaijan on the normalization of relations based on the UN Charter, the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights, and the Helsinki Final Act. And the sixth point states that Yerevan has applied to the OSA Minsk Group to uh, begin preparations for the negotiations. And as a reminder, last week Azerbaijan's Foreign Minister Jehun Bayramov had announced that the six points presented by Armenia were merely responses to Azerbaijan's five points rather than actual uh, suggestions. Yesterday, Armen Press published an interview they had conducted with the U.S. ambassador to Armenia, Lynn Tracy, on April 29. The interview created a stir, especially with the Armenian opposition, and also drew criticism from the Armenian National Committee of America. Tracy told Armen Press that the U.S. 
embassy is committed to supporting Armenia's democratic and economic reform agenda and partnering with Armenia to achieve its goals, adding that their support crosses uh, you know, many sectors, including strengthening democratic institutions, fighting corruption, supporting law enforcement reforms, promoting inclusive economic development, ensuring international security and regional conflict resolution, and providing humanitarian assistance. She added that the U.S. is committed to continue helping the Armenian people build a future based on shared democratic values, a path they chose in 2018 and to which they recommitted themselves during the 2021 parliamentary election. When asked to comment on Aliyev's constant claims that Azerbaijan has solved the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict through military means, Tracy reiterated her earlier position that there is no military solution to the conflict, adding that the U.S. remains committed to promoting a peaceful democratic and uh, prosperous future for the South Caucasus region, which includes applying existing mechanisms for direct communication to find comprehensive solutions to all outstanding issues and to normalize Armenia-Azerbaijan relations through the conclusion of a comprehensive peace agreement. According to the U.S. ambassador, these will also serve as guarantees for the protection of the rights of the people of Artsakh. In this regard, Lynn Tracy also noted that self-determination of peoples is a key internationally recognized principle to achieve this goal, though not the only one. And in the context of a comprehensive settlement of the conflict, the United States, as a co-chair country of the OSCE Minsk Group, recognizes the role of the population of Nagorno-Karabakh in deciding its future and remains ready to assist Armenia and Azerbaijan with these efforts. Tracy also urged the release of all prisoners as well as increased efforts to obtain information about the fate of missing servicemen, including from the 1990s, noting the pain of families who do not know their beloved ones' whereabouts or fate. The opposition, who has been staging ongoing protests in Yerevan since the beginning of the month, as well as the Armenian uh, National Committee of America, criticized Tracy's remarks. The latter accused the American uh, diplomat of playing favorites among Armenia's political forces. It issued an F grade for Tracy's performance, evaluating her actions in bilateral issues, regional issues, and diaspora issues. In a tweet published with the report card, ANCA noted that while Tracy was uh, silent, during the darkest days of Azerbaijan's ethnic cleansing of Artsakh, she, quote, finds her voice playing favorites in Armenian politics, funding government and NGO stakeholders in favor of handing Artsakh over to racist and genocidal Azerbaijan. Commenting on Tracy's remarks regarding the 2018 and 2021 elections, Deputy Parliament Speaker Ishran Sagatelian, a member of the Armenian Revolutionary Federation and one of the organizers of the current protests, noted that voters did not give Pashinyan a mandate to cede Artsakh to Azerbaijan. Sagatelian also accused the U.S. and other Western powers of turning a blind eye to what he called the Armenian authorities' pressure on the judiciary, the existence of dozens of political prisoners, and other human rights abuses. Sagatelian announced that uh, with their silence, the West was contributing to the dictatorship in Armenia. Sagatelian also stressed that for the Armenian opposition, Russia is a strategic ally, while the U.S. and the EU are important partners only. 
protest and civil disobedience acts, uh, following what you just uh, said, Rubina, calling for the resignation of uh, Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan, continued for the third week. Protesters held civil uh, disobedience acts for a few hours every day, particularly in the mornings, um, when they were blocking a number of intersections, ending each day with a rally in France Square. This week, we saw unprecedented numbers of detentions uh, on May 18 alone, 414 people were detained by police, which is the biggest number of detentions of protesters since 2008. And last week, Freedom House announced that it is disturbed by violence taking place during protests targeting journalists, public figures, and ordinary citizens in Armenia, appealing to the people to exercise their fundamental rights peacefully and called on the police to refrain from using disproportionate force. Freedom House called on the Armenian authorities and the opposition to respect the unobstructed functioning of democratic and human rights institutions, including civil society and the media. And you can read Nerses Kopalian's take on the ongoing protests in Yerevan in his latest article, The False Promise of Security, Why the Opposition Protests in Armenia Are Struggling to Gain uh, Traction. And today, some uh, protesters tried to enter the Marriott Hotel, where Freedom House Armenia and the Union of Informed Citizens NGO organized a forum titled Armenian Democracy. The protesters were able to enter the hotel, but did not manage to get into the conference hall where the event was taking place. Armenia Alliance member Anna Grigorian stated that Armenia is far from being a democracy, as parliament members are denied participation in a discussion where Freedom House is present. While the forum was in progress, protesters were gathered in Republic Square, where the hotel is located. Prime Minister Pashinyan was also present at the event and, in his address, reiterated a statement he has been making recently that democracy is Armenia's national brand. Pashinyan stressed that today in Armenia, the citizen is the key decision maker, as uh, is envisaged by uh, Armenia's constitution, adding that Armenia is challenged with proving that democracy can solve the country's domestic and external security issues. Pashinyan also announced that they have realized their, quote, democracy mission and now they must fulfill the peace mission, as one cannot survive without the other. Lynn Tracy, who was participating in the forum, expressed concern that the police are using disproportionate force during the protests, calling for investigations on the issue. She also stressed the importance of respecting the work of journalists during protests, calling on the protesters to also conduct their demonstrations in a peaceful manner. And the head of the EU delegation to Armenia, Andrea uh, Victorine, stated that at a time when the world is registering, you know, backsliding in democracy resulting from the pandemic and different conflicts, Armenia has managed to ensure general freedoms for its people. She also commended the government for organizing free and fair snap elections last uh, summer, despite the short time to get ready uh, for those elections. And more in diplomatic news, Lithuania's president, who was in Azerbaijan for a working visit, arrived in Yerevan today. His first meeting was with his Armenian counterpart, Vahagan Khachat. The Lithuanian president stated that dialogue and mutual understanding are crucial for establishing peace in the region. He added that while in Baku, he tried to understand their position on the matter, and in Yerevan, he will try to understand Armenia's position, noting that the only way forward is through dialogue. The Lithuanian president also pledged his country's support in preserving Armenian cultural heritage that is now under Azerbaijan's control. 
Lithuanian-Armenian economic relations were also discussed during the meeting. It is uh, expected that Lithuania's president will meet Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan. However, at the time of uh, recording this podcast, this meeting has not been officially announced. And Armenia's Minister of Territorial Administration and Infrastructure, Gunel Sanosian, was in Tehran this week to discuss a new gas in exchange for electricity agreement between the two countries. The agreement will be signed after Iran assesses the proposals made by Armenia. There are also talks about transferring gas from Turkmenistan to Armenia through Iran. Last week, Arkady Peleshian, who is known to have a criminal past and is associated with several businesses in Vanatsor, was appointed as the acting mayor of that city. Peleshian had attempted to become the mayor of Vanatsor also back in 2016 with the Armenian Renaissance Party, a rebranding of former Security Council Secretary Artur Baldassarian's Country of Law Party. In 2008, Peleshian was convicted for hooliganism, and in 2016, he was detained for beating up the head of the event Evangelical Church in Vanatso, Rafik Grigorian, for not supporting him. The case was closed as Grigorian withdrew his complaint. Municipal elections were held in Vanazor last year in December, during which former Mayor Mamikon Aslanian secured a majority of votes, which, however, were not enough to form the Council of Elders and elect him mayor. A few days after the election, Aslanian was arrested on charges of corruption and misuse of power. And the former co-owner of the queer-friendly DIY pub in Yerevan, which was firebombed uh, back in 2012, won a case against the Armenian government at the European Court of Human Rights this week. According to the court ruling, the government has to pay um, $12,000 in compensation uh, and the costs of legal fees to Armine Oganezova for failing to protect her from homophobic abuse. Well, the DIY pub was set alight in 2012 by members of a nationalistic group and co-owner Armine Oganoseva sought asylum in Sweden after facing harassment and threats for her sexual orientation in Armenia. Uh, it was a big story back then. It was, and, indeed, yes. Well, I know she's back in Armenia. She moved back. Okay. And just before we wrap up, uh, I do want to make a small announcement that next week we will not be uh, publishing our Week in Review uh, podcast. Our apologies for that. But we have I hope a there's no breaking news. <laughs> Unless there's serious breaking news, of course. Because um, on between May 27 and 29, we'll be holding our first ever media festival at the High Art Cultural uh, Center here in Yerevan. We have journalists from The New Yorker, The New York Times, from Lithuania and Georgia and Germany participating. It'll be, uh, you know, two days of panel discussions, intimate conversations, film screenings, exhibitions, workshops, uh, a lot of events. And if you are in Yerevan, we welcome you to come or, or register, please, for the panel discussions. You can find all of the events on our Facebook page. And our website is evnmediafest.com. So please check it out. And we'd love to see you there. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. And we hope to see you. Uh, next weekend physically physically <laughs>